I, that part I actually did go, Whoa. and I nailed Al. <laughs> it was awesome. And it's just one of these things that happens, and you're like, oh, I wish I understood, but I'm so glad I don't. Just let it happen. And God is calling people unto himself through his own power that is being you know, emanated through you. And just, it's so not about you. It's so totally about God and, and letting him go you know, before you and all this total surrender. And man, like, obviously we want to understand everything, but isn't it okay sometimes to not? Right? Like, let our understanding come in later. Let's not let it go before us. It was never meant to go before us. God wants you to understand sometimes. It's not like he's trying to keep everything a secret. All things have been revealed, and as things need to be revealed, they will be. Oh, yeah. Yet we do speak wisdom among those spiritually mature believers who have teachable hearts and are greater and a greater understanding. So what's a sign of spiritual maturity there? Teachable hearts. That's a sign of spiritual maturity. And they have a greater understanding. Why? Because, man, I know God is speaking through you, so I should just shut my mouth and receive it. And he's speaking through you without you saying anything. That's even better. Let's just commune. You know, I don't know how many of you have engaged in the Spirit and seen whatever you want to see and whatever, but have had heavenly encounters where you know the other person's saying something, but their mouth isn't moving. What's going on? Well, it's heart to heart, spirit to spirit, right? And the same thing can happen in our relationships here where you look at somebody, like something triggers a memory and you look at somebody who's gone through it with you and you just look at them and there's a connection. There's not, no words are necessary. You both know the depth of the meaning of that. All right, yes. <laughs> this is a rowdy bunch. Yeah. I'm just going to keep going down. Things which the eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, who obey him, and you gratefully recognize the benefits that he has bestowed. Let's back the truck up. Things which the eye has not seen. Um, I don't quite understand that. That's because you've never seen it before. Wow. You've never heard it before. You couldn't have conjured this up if you had tried. Somebody could try to explain it to you, but you have no grid. It's not there. Because words just can't define God. God is so majestic. He's so everything. But yeah, I'll tell you something else. Words can't define you. And in our journey into God, more and more we want to abandon the image of ourselves and recognize you have no comprehension of who you really, really are. And so part of God's gift to you is the journey into discovering yourself. You are part of, the, you are part of that whole title, Sons of God, that creation is groaning for. You. They're looking for you to figure it out, for you to be unveiled, revealed. At some point, 
we start to recognize, oh, maybe that's true. Then we go a little bit further, and we're like, oh yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, okay, I can buy that. And then we begin to walk down this path of, okay, right, right, right. That's who I am, not this. That's who I am, not this. That's who I am, not this. I had an encounter with a couple trees once upon a time. Uh, again, um, this is a foreshadow of tonight. <laughs> I had a, was going for a walk. I was going to Josh's house. Everything was fine. Everything was good. Wasn't doing anything spiritual. I was just walking, trying to avoid dog crap on the cement. Really, that's all I was doing. But my spirit has license to do whatever he wants. And so, uh, I, don't know how, I don't know how to word this, but this tree started talking to me. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was just like... This is just not going to be happening. <laughs> I just walked. I just totally just walked. And then the next one starts yapping. And I'm like, okay. So, like, seriously, I shut it off. I closed the door. I walked as quickly as I could to this fountain. I sat by this fountain. I pulled out my journal. I was just talking to God. I was like, what was up with that? And he's like, well, they've known you a long time. You guys go way back. And I was like, this is not helping me. What practical lesson is there in all of this? And it's just like, oh, well, yeah, remember in the garden? I'm like, no, I don't remember in the garden. Well, their seed is from the garden. Your seed is from the garden. Is a garden in my heart? Come on, like, don't you remember? And he's calling me into remembrance, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Shut the book, put it away, went over the Josh's and tried to have a spiritual moment. <laughs> like, that's how it is. It's just nuts. Like, my mind couldn't have come up with that. Are you insane? And then as if I would tell anybody. <laughs> that's just nuts. But it happened. Why? I don't know yet. No, I was not a tree. Well, in my past life, <laughs> I was a twinkling in the eye of the Lord. Ah, I don't know. Okay, anyway, there are notes for a reason. If I pass through that wall, don't be too surprised. Okay, for God has unveiled them and revealed them to us through Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. What does He search? All things. How does He do it? He does it diligently. Even sounding and measuring the profound depths of God, the divine counsels, and things far beyond human understanding, like trees talking to you. <laughs> like letting your hand hover over some water, thinking you're so amazing, and it starts talking, and you're like, no, stop it. <laughs> I cannot be doing this right now. And you recognize, like, somehow I have union with this thing. I remember stepping into a lake. I was just trying to cool off, get the stupid uh, sand flies to stop biting. And I just sat there, and all of a sudden, I started getting overwhelmed by the presence of God. And I was like, oh, okay, I can understand this. I've experienced this. I've encountered this. God says, just wait, You're gonna, like the water's going to lift you up. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> I was like, 
I kid you not, that was my honest to goodness response. No, <laughs> the door is closed. I'm not ready for that. Heart, my heart couldn't understand that because I need a grid. I need to understand it. Like God, how does this feed people? How? How does it bring shelter to anybody? How does it save anybody? How does it bring depth of understanding to people? Well, it's only part of a pie and it's only part of a journey, right? I am not going to be able to take that which is unseen, bring it into the scene in front of a multitude of people until it can happen with just me. Guys, this is where we're going. Isn't it exciting? Page one, turn. Guess <laughs> say? It's exciting. Well, I'm always cautious with words like this. I've just got to bring rebuke to this, <laughs> okay? Not to Joss, but rebuke to this word. It's not exciting. I, I'm living it. I don't find it exciting. I find it scary. That's my word for it. Okay, when a tree is talking to you and you think you are going insane, honest to goodness, you think you should go to the hospital and get checked out. Like, these are my encounters where there is, like, and I could feel something ripping in my head. Like, what is going on? I should go on medication. That's what everybody else would say, except I belong to a church who doesn't think that. They're like, oh, that's awesome, man. More, more. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the times I've told people, no, no more. You take the more because I can't handle this. You know, and we weren't meant to handle. We were meant to let go and go. That's right. Right? It is right. So there's exciting moments when I get to share the story, but it's not exciting in the moment. It is scary as all get out. Because I knew it was true. I was going to get lifted up. I could feel the sand and my feet separating from the sand. Why do you think it was so scary? It's like, I don't, like this, this doesn't happen. I've never even seen this. I've only read it. And then that is when you begin to really tossle back and forth. Oh, do I really believe what this thing says? And I'm like, oh, crap, nope. I don't, but I want to. And that's what happens. I'm confronted with my own religion, my own lack of belief, my own understanding. And Scripture clearly says I'm not going to get it. Did you, say, did you just say well? <laughs> that was a good place to insert the well. Oh. That's right, sister. Just be yourself. <laughs> exactly. Can't be anybody else, so be you. Oh, yeah. Okay. But the natural, unbelieving man does not accept these things. The teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness, absurd, and illogical to him. And it is, and he's incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated. Spiritually discerned and appreciated. And he is unqualified to judge spiritual matters. But the spiritual man, the spiritually mature Christian, judges all things, questions, examines, and applies what the Holy Spirit has revealed. Yet is himself judged by no one. The unbeliever cannot judge and understand the believer's spiritual nature. And I'm not even talking about just believing in Jesus. I'm talking believing in your own encounter. Who is going to take away from you your encounter? No one. Like, hello. No one. Right? No one. no 
If I suddenly walked on water and you didn't see it and you didn't believe it, I don't care. I did it. What's the, it's not going to change my reality if you believe it or not. Right? And the stuff tonight that I'm going to share with you, you're going to believe it or you're not going to believe it. It's not going to change my reality, but it has the potential of changing your reality. Right? And the testimonies you have, whether I believe it or not, won't, it should not affect you, but it does have the potential to affect me as to whether or not I'm going to grow in my understanding. Will I splay open my heart and just allow those truths to be revealed unto me? Will I allow the Spirit to discern the Spirit? Mm, I sure hope so. Hmm, if we truly want to understand the mind of Christ, if we want to know the depths of who we are, we must access the gift of faith we've been given to the measure by which we've been given. We will want to practice this faith regularly. Some say, I do not have much faith. I may say, yep, me too. I don't have faith for this. Right? Josh isn't walking. I don't have faith for this. I'm growing. I want to have faith for this. Okay? If any of us has faith for this, he'd be walking. Like, let's just get real. Jesus had faith for it. It happened. Right? I don't have faith for it. It's not happening. And that's on me. It's not on Josh. And God, and God will hold me accountable to that, you guys. I can grow in my understanding if, I'm allowed, if I allow myself to tear apart my religious ideologies, my theology, my, phys, my, my, my understandings. If I just tear those to pieces and just enter in by faith. It's enter in by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Let that faith grow. Let it grow. Put yourself in situations where you are expected to operate by faith because there is no other option. And your faith will increase and it will grow. I tried. It wasn't working. All right. So, some, oh yeah, I said that already. So what do I do about it if I don't feel like I have enough faith? Well, I'll tell you what I do. I speak in tongues. Why? Oh, back to tongues. Why, why, why tongues? Because I know that speaking in tongues builds my spirit. Speaking in the spirit builds my faith. I did not believe in speaking with, in tongues, so how could I build my faith? I don't know. I just was writing in a book one day. I was journaling. I thought I was hearing God. God said, go do this. I went and did this. And then I went, oh, I was so excited. I did this super easy thing, was, which was shake somebody's hand. And then I went and into a tanning booth, and I was so proud of myself. And I was just praising God in song. And I was singing. I was, oh, man, it was so good. All of a sudden, my lips went numb. My tongue went numb. And I was like, <laughs> that's my response. It's like, oh, hold up. We're not ready for this. But in the moment... I recognized, oh, I think God's trying to do something here. So I was just like, okay, Holy Spirit, are you trying to give me the gift of tongues? Um. And so I went back and so like, and he just said, okay, just keep doing what you were doing. This isn't about you. This is about me working in and on you. And I was like, oh, I'm so scared. This doesn't really happen. People don't really do this. This is all fake. Oh, I love you, Jesus. <laughs> singing all these songs. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm singing in tongues and I'm like, crying because I don't actually believe in this thing <laughs> and it's still happening. I've got no understanding. That night I said to Jen in bed, I was like, I think I was speaking in tongues today. And she said, what? I said, yeah, do you want to hear and just let me know if you think it's true? She was like, yeah. So I was like, I was just whispering so quiet. I was so scared. I was, oh, I'm telling you. 
Oh, my mind was getting rocked. It sucked so bad. But it was so good. In the end of that week, I had five different tongues. Why? Because I just was like, I can speak in tongues. <laughs> I gave it away. I just kept giving everything away. And the more I gave it away, the more I got. I was like, I can't get rid of this stuff. I was like, you know, and I found different tongues were for different things. And it was amazing. All of a sudden, I started having this belief that God was real and he really wanted to work today. And he still worked in power and in majesty and love. And he was willing to transform even a broken heart like mine that just didn't, like it wanted to believe, but it didn't believe because it was like, oh, I'm so unworthy of this. And da 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 Right? And he was still doing it. And it was like, whoa, man, I was getting juice. I was like, oh, man, if that's possible, then just about anything is impossible. So I started reading a book, and this book was talking about healing people. And I was like, mm, okay. All right? And then it was like, okay, so you're going to be able to pray over bottles of water, and, and, and then some total strangers are going to be able to drink it. They're going to have an abnormality or something going wrong in their body, and they're going to drink it, and they're going to get healed, and with no, nobody telling them anything just from drinking the water, they're going to get saved. And I'm like, mm, okay maybe and then God said and you're going to do it and I was like no I had faith to believe that somebody else could do it but I did not have faith that I could do it and again brokenness of heart man it's just broken heart you know that woundedness that orphan spirit that we talk about so freely sometimes um, and I was like okay whatever I'll leave it alone uh, healing I'm not going to be a healer but I'm so glad that God has allowed me to speak to him in tongues and and my and my, man, my prayer life just came alive and it was everything I'd ever hoped it would be. And then one day, like you know, at church, like this dude had this chest problem, and I was like, oh, okay, but it was just healed. I didn't go, Lord Jesus, if it's your will, would you come now and testify? No. It was just boof. Because I was in the spirit and just ministering in the spirit, but I was ministering to God in the spirit. I wasn't trying to minister to man in the spirit. Right? And it just happened. It was just, and good God, I'm glad he didn't tell me it was going to happen because I wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. I would have walked away because I didn't believe it could happen through me. And maybe some of you don't think these things can happen through you. Maybe some of what I'm going to share tonight, you're going to be like, ah, so, maybe for you, but not for me. I'm telling you, yes, for you, just get in tongues. You know, as much as you can. If you can't, just do what I did. Ah, da, 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 in a tanning bed, get a nice color on. It was awesome. <laughs> You know, just start singing praises to God and just let him do whatever he's going to do, man. Like, so I know, like, some people give me their testimony. I wrestled for this thing for over a year. I came to God and I said, give me what's mine, Lord. Give me what's mine. And I'm like, give him what is his, Jesus. And I get it. Like, it's just crazy, you know. That's what happens. It's just the oddest thing. You know, he takes the smallest insignificant person in the room that doesn't believe in squat and he chooses to show his majesty through that person. Come on. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. So if you think you're as small as a gnat, praise Jesus because you are going to impact the world like nobody else has ever seen. Hallelujah. I know, right? If you're feeding this, you know, that's like... <laughs> I got set, I got notes. We got a lot to go through. It's like, this is exactly so. This this is me. This is it. No. 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 So this is my wrestling. Match. I'm actually having a wrestling match right now. I'm like, no. I've got notes. I've got structure. I need to go according to this. We've got a certain timeline. Da, 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 da. And my spirit's like, dude, let's just go. And I'm like, no. That's for session four. Session three is structure. Okay. <laughs> uh, you guys, come on. No. 
I got news for you. Structure is going to win. Because my soul has determined it. All you agree with me much, soul. Stop! Just stop! I was just, just going to give you the notes. You can read them and away we go. Everything's fine. Mm. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're going to 22. Yeah, structure. I'll tell you how much I enjoy structure. If you look at the page about three quarters of the way down, you'll see steps that are declining, and then you'll see steps that start to incline. That's my idea of a good time. Yeah, they're just going to have their own mismatch of fun things. Be still. And know that he is God. You can enter into your stillness, into your silent place. Okay? Woo! What's going on? I really thought I really did think that this was going to be a much more calm huh? session. <laughs> 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 no, I did not. I just knew. Okay, I'm. I did, whether somebody's here or not, I got to go through these notes. That's that's what God showed me. Like He prepared this. Let's. I'm going to respect Him, he and He has. <laughs> he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He gave me these notes. That's all I know. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Just needed some Sprite in my step. <sighs> okay, we are going to take incremental steps into our inner into our inner castle. This is page twenty-two. You recognize what we said here. We are going to take incremental steps into our inner castle. You can call it whatever you want. Um, I, I love the word inner castle, the words inner castle, um, because it's exactly what I saw. I saw, I had a vision of something. I tried to explain it to somebody, and uh, they were like, oh, pff, I don't know, whatever. I, okay, the truth of the matter is somebody came into my room, uh, somebody you don't generally see, uh, like we wouldn't necessarily rub shoulders with them or whatever, and uh, and they gave me their name and I was like oh I don't know what to do about this so I asked a spiritual friend a spiritual mentor of mine if they knew anything about this person or whatever and uh, he said nope not nothing so I just did a real quick search and found out that the person had written a book on the inner castle of uh, the interior castle and I was like whoa that's really weird because I was having this experience with an inner castle or an interior castle and now I'm meeting somebody who wrote a book on this interior castle it was just kind of a really weird connection and uh, it just allowed me to believe that God really was re trying to reveal something to me. There was, was these inner layers, these inner courtyards, these inner uh, walkways and hallways and steps that go up and down and are winding around and all these different things. And some are rooms that other people see and some are rooms that nobody sees, including us, right? Um, and so it can be tremendously illuminating. 
Uh, and it can also be uh, a fearful time because you're walking into there and, and there are critters sometimes that are hanging around different corners and we wonder, and I do, I mean, occasionally I do struggle and I think, like I call up Trevor and I was like, Matt, Trevor, like our pastor Trevor, and I'm like, dude, this is what's going on. And I, I don't know, like, should I go to the hospital? Like, and it's totally not a joke. It really, honest to goodness, isn't a joke. And he knows exactly what I'm talking about. He knows exactly how I'm feeling. And, uh, and he isn't necessarily experiencing the same thing at the moment, but he has experienced it in the past. And so we can talk our way through it and it's just kind of find things out. And then we start talking to Keith, uh, Pastor Keith, and he brings some really firm biblical grounding to our experiences. I mean, it might take weeks sometimes to get it because he allows the spirit to show him the scripture, not he doesn't go searching for it himself. And suddenly, all, you know, like through wise counsel, which is what I would consider that, searching out wise counsel, you know, found out, oh, okay, really, these things that I'm experiencing are there and it's okay. And, and so we have teachings that tell us, you know what? Like, don't worry about this, don't worry about this, don't worry about this, just follow the spirit because we're, we're, we're going over here. Never mind this right now. Okay, so even within ourselves, as we're seeking the stillness, as we're seeking solitude within and silence within, there will be noises and sounds and things that you'll come into contact with every once in a while that are not meant for you to think about right now. You're there with a purpose, so stay with the purpose. <coughs> Awesomeness. So how do we do this? We do this by focusing on what God is saying to and through the sacred word, the sacred text, the thing that we've just been reading about. Because like, right, this is the next session. We've looked at how to read some scripture and how to let a sacred word come to us. And we've been practicing like this. I'm just saying like we've already, as in as making the assumption, we've already been practicing figuring out the sacred word for us and going into meditation about that and, and contemplation, responding back to God about that. Like what happens next? This is what happens next, okay? The next is recognizing, okay, we've done this. So now further in, further in, how do then we, do we engage into these deeper things? I go back into my sacred word because it's a safe place. I've engaged it often enough. Now I know I'm okay in this place. It brings me to a good place in God. I feel safe and secure. This is beautiful. This is how the Holy Spirit loves to work. He wants to make sure you feel comforted. He wants to make sure that you feel like you're in a safe place where He's carrying you. Okay? That's where He likes you to be. And then, what we do is we can take five steps, turning our focus inward more and more with each step. We engage our spirit through faith along this whole journey. And if you want to... Uh, if you don't know how to engage your spirit, imagine that you're engaging your subconscious mind. How can you engage your subconscious mind? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. I tend to love this kind of a question. Can anybody see that dot? Yeah. Barely, right? It's right there. Okay. I can't even draw it big enough. So that would be the, like, let's say that's a sugar ant. Anybody know what a sugar ant is? A tiny little ant that likes to crawl along your windowsill in long, stupid rows, and you can't seem to ever kill them because they're never ending, right? They come in your house in springtime. They're very, very sweet. That's why they call the sugar ant. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so now imagine that's a sugar ant, and and so that dots a sugar ant. But in place of this whiteboard and a lot of other space is this giant African elephant. 
Okay, the giant African elephant is the embodiment of your subconscious mind. The sugar ant is the size and the equivalent, as far as percentage-wise goes, the size of your conscious mind in comparison to the unconscious mind. The unconscious mind drives every system in your body. If your conscious mind, if you're the sugar ant and you think you're walking north, but the, sh but the elephant is walking south, what direction are you walking? South. Wrong. You're still walking north. You just happen to be traveling south. <laughs> you're going north-ish, right? But there's something else bigger than you. The subconscious mind needs to be engaged, like I said earlier today, with all five senses or more, if at all possible. It's an intentional point of communication. Subconscious mind completely oblivious to the conscious mind. Conscious mind can become aware of subconscious mind through teaching, through understanding, through recollecting, right? The conscious mind could be like, oh yeah, I'm totally not in charge of when my heart is beating. Ah. Here's a system within the body we can begin to understand. We could start to say, like in regards to soul, spirit, how do I engage my spirit? Well, in the very same way that you would engage your subconscious mind. The spirit is engaged. It brings you into circumstances, into encounters, and it likes to feel. It has feeling. It's very fluid, right? A lot of people see it in a, more of a gaseous state. I don't care, right? I don't care how you perceive it, but it's just a, almost like an ethereal thing in our imagination. It's very much like the subconscious mind. We have to learn how to communicate to it back and forth. And you're never going to get the subconscious mind to ever, 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 ever recognize the conscious mind. It just doesn't. So we've got to learn how to speak the same language, right? So I can begin to engage. So I can think about it this way. I can engage my subconscious mind by bringing in language that it understands. It understands the imagery of, like here, perfect, mirror neurons are tapped into your subconscious mind. Some people love mirror neurons. Some people wish other people's mirror neurons would act more actively. Um, but basically what we have there is, I can relate to, like if I see Josh's accident, okay, on video and see what happened, I'll go, oh, I have a response. I'm engaging and it's an automatic reaction that's coming through the subconscious mind. And guys, you know that I'm totally telling the truth. You see some guy get sacked, you're feeling it. Yep. You relate. You're like, okay. And you almost think it's your guts that are about to get spilled up. Right? It's the same thing. Like it's, it's our subconscious mind sending a message through the body to the conscious mind. And our, but our conscious mind can actually create that, can create that response. In, like through intentionality. Why is that important? Because the intellectual mind or the, the analytical mind needs to be able to have something to grab a hold of. You, hopefully you can grab a hold of that. It's the conscious speaking to the subconscious. I want my soul to speak to my spirit and my spirit to speak to my soul. And so the only way in the natural I can explain it is by explaining it, the ant and the elephant. Okay. My soul is just going to do whatever it wants to do until it recognizes there's another way of going about things. It wants to live forever. Well, why not then be in union with that which is going to be forever anyway? That's a really nice rabbit trail. But I hope that it's going to be helpful as we move on here. We engage our spirit through faith. 
because our spirit is of faith. It's not written there, but you can imagine it is. We remember to focus on our breathing through the entire exercise. We're communicating, you know, just imagine a conversation going back and forth between these two things that are really deep and strong. We breathe in deep and we breathe out deep. In deep, out deep. Okay, so just some basic meditative practices that the whole world uses, that everybody thinks is the occult, but it's really just breathing. Okay, I've never known breathing to be satanic. It's, I mean, if you're breathing, it's a God thing. He breathed, you breathed, right? You breathe in, you breathe out. Do you understand where Yahweh comes from? Or like here, the letters of God actually are spoken out of your mouth every single, like his name is breathed out of your mouth every time you speak. Sorry, it's spoken out of your mouth every time you breathe. So here's just a quick lesson. yod he vav he. I'm writing it backwards, but that's okay. You can pronounce it Yahweh. You can pronounce it. It's a natural sound your body makes when it's breathing, especially if you're a mouth breather. And it's actually his name. It's his name. It's actually how you pronounce it. That's the craziest thing. You can't escape this guy. <laughs> like he's everywhere. If I go to the depths, you're there. If I go to the heights, you are there. He's amazing, right? So we breathe in, we breathe out. So now recognizing that his name is what's uttered out of your mouth every time you inhale and exhale, is it at all possible for that to be satanic? Can it be of the occult? No. Can, can, the, can the meditation on the sound of the, of the air leaving you and coming into you, can that be demonic or of the occult? No. Why? Because it's still his name and nothing's going to overpower that. Okay, it's very safe. Uh, like, is it possible for other people to build a belief system around that that causes us to question and live in fear? Of course, but it's our own decision to live there or to look beyond that and go a little bit deeper and remember, hey man, God breathed into me. I should be allowed to focus on that breath. It is still what gives you life. That is awesome. Now, what if I want to take that a little bit deeper and I want to communicate to my body and my body wants to come into a place of rest and I'm like all oh, kind of cramped up or whatever. Man, has anybody ever tried to, like you got a tight hamstring? Is, everybody knows what a hamstring is. Backside of your leg gets tight. You just want to stretch that bad boy out, right? So I'll go stretching and I'll be like, focus on that breathing. <sighs> just recognizing the presence of God in and through my breath how the air the oxygen in the air starts to go through my system and just give life to my to my blood and my blood is coursing and going into the muscles and the muscles are stretching and just excited and happy to be involved and sometimes they're kind of like oh this is a little bit painful but i'll stretch for you 
A lot of people like to call that yoga. I like to call it stretching. <laughs> my body likes to stretch. I like to come into union with my body. I like to come into union with my soul. And I like to come into union with my spirit as much as possible. And I recognize anybody in the world can turn anything into the demonic, but it starts off being 100% of God. Your entire body is of God. So anything that you're going to do that's going to minister life to your spirit, your soul, and your body is of God. Pretty safe. Pretty easy. Okay, so if somebody comes along and says that's demonic, it's like, whew, whew, I'll pray for your revelation. Let's just keep going. You don't have to be affected by that. Okay? Because God's happy with you. The, his starting position was, oh, I'm happy with you. And then he went to this section where, oh boy, that kind of sucks. I'm happy with you. I'm going to send my son to take care of that. His son comes. Oh, I'm so happy with you. His son gets hung on the cross or his, hung, his son's, uh, that's a whole different thing. He's crucified and God's like, whoa, kind of going to shed a tear right now, but I love you. I'm happy with you. I'm happy with these people. God just stays happy with you. Right? And when crap happens, he figures out a way to stay happy with you. He creates an environment where you can be happy with you. You know, it's, he's just a happy God. Like, does he get angry from time to time? Yeah, but it doesn't mean that he's not happy. He's angry, but he's happy. Angry is an emotion. Happy is more, he's more of like in a state of joy and bliss, I would say. Does he have serious moments? Of course, but it's still birthed out of joy and bliss. Why? Because he doesn't take himself that seriously. We take ourselves too seriously. That's, that's the religion of, of rationalization and reason. Oh, beautiful, as we come to the final step. Da, 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 da. We will abandon our thoughts. Oh, there's that scary word again. Abandoning ourselves, emptying ourselves, but praise Jesus, we overcame that yesterday. To the will of Christ. We abandon it to the will of Christ. We will be conscious of, a, of His breath in and through us. Just listen to His breathing. And you actually did that through the soaking, whether you know it or not. There came a place where suddenly there was some silence. And it was. It was just silent. Nobody was even snoring. Good thing Ben wasn't here. It would have been out of control. <laughs> and he knows that we had a good talk about that yesterday. But there was this moment where there was just this quiet. And I could just see, like, on almost everybody, there was just this beautiful stillness. Right? You didn't make it happen. You started off just by listening to some music. And kind of just try to get into the semi-comfortable position and try to work with this. That's maybe not your kind of music, but you kind of went with it. And then inevitably your spirit just came to a place where you could rest and your soul just wanted to lay down. Right? That's awesome. I love that. You abandoned yourself. It's a good, 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 good practice. Endeavor then to hear his heartbeat with your heartbeat. So we're going again, we're going into a deeper place. So we pay attention to the rhythm of our breathing. You do that long enough, you can actually begin to sense the pulsing. You can sense it in your ears. You begin to feel it in your neck. You can feel it in your hands. Like you can begin to really feel the rhythm of your heartbeat. Oh, that almost sounds like a song. But I'm not writing it. Okay? And then you begin to recognize, man, his heart beats with your heart. Your heart beats with his heart. I'm in you. You're in me. Mm. There's a synchronicity about that. Right? And it's just this beating. Vroom, vroom, vroom. So as you focus on that heartbeat, recognize it's pulsing something out. Vroom, vroom. You're being pulsed out. This energy is coming from you. That sounds new age. Awesome. Let's take it. I don't care what it sounds like. It's just a brilliant thing. It's your spirit just expanding, expanding, expanding. 
Oh, it's glorious because you're totally not in control. You're just letting go. You're in that place of peace and you're just focused and stillness in the center. Just woo. It's a good woo. That's Keith's word, man. But way to represent. Okay? So with any kind of a distraction, merely come back to your sacred word, which we're going to practice here. I've actually spelled out what the sacred word will be. Um, and use this as a, like, just, just use it. You come back to the sacred word and, and come back in on the step that where you were distracted. So if you're distracted at be still and know that I am God, great. So you're going to come back to be still and know that I am God. If you get distracted at I am, come back to I am. All right? So that's, does that make sense? Where are you suddenly getting, it's like reading the, reading the word, reading the Bible. I'll be reading the Bible. Everything's going great. I'm getting it, getting it, getting it. All of a sudden I recognize, oh, two pages just went by and I don't remember a thing. So what am I going to go, what am I going to do? I'm going to go back to where I remember I was and start again from there. It's the same thing with this. It's exactly the same thing, but better. Hmm. So step one, we begin to break down the verse or the, or the phrasing like this. Step, step one is be still and know that I am God. Step two, so we're going to go deeper. Be still and know that I am. Ooh, that's a good one. Then we're going to go one step deeper. Be still and know. We talked about that earlier today. We're going to go one step deeper still. Be still. So you're communicating this to so I just want you to see the progression inward. You're starting out with an outward. You're on the outskirts of your own self. Be still and know that I am God. That's God talking to you. So you use his words to talk to you. Be still and know that I am God. Okay, so this is about God. Okay, okay good. That's a great base. Then he says, and, and that's like recognizing his lordship, his sovereignty, and all these different things. Be still and know that I am. Like I just, I am. I just am. You don't need to get it. Just, he is. That piece is critical for two steps further down. Then he says, be still and know. And so he brings up the light, like, where, like what he wants you to know in that moment. And then you keep going deeper still, and you're talking to yourself, and you're like, be still. And everything is already because you've been going deeper, deeper, one step at a time, with intention. Right? It's always with intention. <sighs> your spirit, your soul, and your body are aligned now to hear these words and to implement them immediately. Be still. So you sit on be still for a little while and recognize the last word, be. And that should sound a whole lot like I am. God is, I am. And he wants you to recognize the you are in be. You see that? God and me. I am. And in when I get to be, just be. I am. It's crazy. It's the cra it's like you are. Like I I oh, Yeah, it's good. Are you following that pretty easy? It's pretty simple. We'll step in, step in, step in. And then now to come back out 
without some jarring thing and just be able to hold on to the stillness that you've now been in for a little while, we're just going to repeat the steps but come up. So you're going to like this. This is really awesome. We descend into ourselves to ascend. Oh, I love it. I'm pretty sure that somebody else talked about ascending and descending. Hmm. Weird, hey? This is where the natural becomes spiritual and mystical and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so you hang out at B. And then you step up and you're still in the B, but now you're still. And the still is now going out. It's not in. Now you bring stillness out. Because you, you now are the I am in you. Oh, thank you, God, I am. And now I'm taking a step out. Be still. <sighs> and experience the stillness around you. You're bringing that stillness. Okay? Be still and know. So to be reconciled. So now you're talking in your spirit without speaking, but just in being. Your being is exercising reconciliation with that which is around you. All of creation. Know. I'm being revealed in the bee, and know, I want creation to know me, right? We're revealing ourselves to each other. We come up a little bit further. Be still and know that I am. I am, right? Be still and know that I am. So you come to the raging sea, and Jesus says, well, dudes, how come you didn't do anything about this? Well, I didn't descend and sit there for a little while and then re-ascend. That's why I didn't do it, Jesus. That's why I need you to do it. Jesus left. Now you've got to do it. The storm is raging. You need to recognize you are. And you come to the sea that's raging. No, 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 no. Be still and know I am. Let that go. Let that sea be stilled. And it does actually work. It's a crazy thing. Exercising all things by faith, be still and know that I am God. Now, obviously, we do not assert ourselves up to be God. However, we are one with Him. We are seated in Him. He is in me. I am in Him. Boom. Recognize it. Recognize it. Recognize it. Now, not all of us are in a place to, re to hold on to that word, God, this all-inclusive, all-encompassing being that happens to be present in every single one of us. All of us are in Him. Like it or not, you are part of that God. You are part of Him. You are co-heirs with Christ. You're with Him. Like you're, He's in you. Like there's just, there is no separation. I was co-crucified with Christ. Like we are so integrated into each other. Now it doesn't put you in the Godhead, but it puts you in God. Does that make sense? You are not part of the governing body of the Godhead. However, you are found in God. Good. Well, everything else outside of you will begin to recognize God in and through you as you step up into that place of authority from stillness, which is rest. Okay? Is that pretty okay? Is that settling okay? Good. Awesome. At this stage, we should be experiencing a deeper inner peace that is beginning to manifest on the outside. Blah, 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 blah. Abiding in deeper stages in the spiritual journey and the relationship with God requires more than experiencing a temporary state. 
live the way, or sorry, like, here, I'll try that again. Like the way living in oneness with your spouse requires more than your first passionate kiss. Jen and I are not one because we kissed once upon a time. Really, really good kiss. That was awesome. <laughs> the mo most awesome kiss, kiss she ever gave me. Ready for this? We'd been dating two months? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Here's a peek behind the veil. This is, what, this is what Ken really likes, okay? So I had this thing like, like from 11 years old, not being a believer or whatever, I was like, I am totally not having sex before I get married. And a story, da, 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 just because. I don't know why, actually, just because. And so I was like, okay, so in order for that to work, we're only this age, so I should probably really make sure we're not too physical, period. And uh, while well, she, being the aggressive human being that she is, wanted what she wanted. So two, two months of going out with no affection, no touching, no kissing, or whatever. And, and you know, she's over at my place, um, and she's going to get a ride home with one of the friends that was there. And uh, so I just see her to the car. Chivalry's not that even in the country. Okay, so I see her to the car, and she just plants a super soft kiss right there. I mean, this is bald, but... I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> it's hardly there now. Come on. So she just kissed that, and it was just like, oh, where are you going? <laughs> I'm ready for more. More, Jen. More. <laughs> and it was just this thing. It was like this threshold just got crossed, and it was beautiful. But guess what? Our marriage can't be based on that. Oh man, too bad. <laughs> but <laughs> there's more to it. It can't be just about one moment. Or I remember we went up, we were climbing up this waterfall with our kids, and and it was just this glorious moment when we got to the point where um, I had dreamt about going for five years, and it just meant so much to me that our family had not just survived but conquered. We had conquered some really intense stuff in our lives. And there we were standing underneath this powerful waterfall. I mean, we weren't under it, but we were under it as in like we were getting some spray. And it was glorious. But you know what? I found out really quick that guess there's a decline here. <laughs> we got to go down the mountain. We can't live here. And, and we can't live in that moment. It's got to be about all the moments culminating together, right? It's got to be about a lifestyle. It's a good thing. Though passionate kisses are allowed on the journey. Good. I'm going to take a sip and then we'll talk about some Syri Syrian Jews just for fun. Just a quick testimony just off of what you were saying about... Are you going to talk about passionate kissing? Because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, just about what you are talking about focusing on the breath and everything yeah. else and... Oh, it's bringing life to our bodies. I came off of the lunch break and soaking with the lights and having a headache. And normally, when I pray for people for headaches, I don't say anything. I just allow who I am to hover over. And so I was practicing that. It wasn't really happening. But then I just focus on the breath and then water because water is good for the body. 
And so I just practiced that, and I was, I didn't hear a lot of what you said for a little bit, but. I didn't either. We're back in it now, and headache's gone. So it was just, yeah. 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 So now we get to expand. I have a nasty habit. You just had this glorious experience in Babylon, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> I'm always about the next step, so I'm just like, okay, let's just take that a little bit more. We'll start working on the back and the neck and the legs. <laughs> just you fill everything out. But so that's I, my testimony is I have a tremendous weakness in that area. I do not live in the immediate glory. <laughs> I'm always like, okay, whoa, whoa, wow, that's happened. Okay, now this is what we got to go for next. I don't live there. So the beauty of the body of Christ is that I get to participate with a whole bunch of people who are excited about the right now. And it helps me to stay tethered to the right now in a healthy way. So thank you for that. Um, That we can kind of hold each other like that. And hopefully um, my story and my experience and who I am gets to bring you to the next part of your breakthrough. Isn't that cute? Just insert like this totally biblical kind of talk among the Syrian Jews <coughs> there's a series of stories about a very lovable old fellow by the name of anybody want to say it that's right Muller okay Muller calling Muller to the stage you know has anybody seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off Mueller I don't know why I went there Probably because it's the afternoon and I'm baking. One day, this good man was <clears throat> one day this good man was seen busily searching in the village around the trees, under the carts, behind the trash cans, and a sympathetic friend approached and asked if he had lost something. Well, yes, my key, and he answered. The friend joined in the search, and after several fruitless hours, the fr- I don't know why it would take hours. Yeah. I mean, in minutes, I'd be like, okay, like are you? F- are probably not even yeah. minutes, knowing who I am. Are you sure this is where, like, where did you last see this thing, right? But after several fruitless hours, the friend began to interrogate, love that word, the old man. Are you sure you lost the key here in the square? I mean, seriously, where were you at 9 a.m. this morning? (laughs) Can anybody corroborate that story? Where did you last see it? Oh, on my table in the house, was the reply. Then why in the name of the heavens are you looking out here? Because this is where there's more light. Are you going to search in the darkness? No, you'll go to where there's more light. And like Mr. Muller Nestradon, sounds like a dinosaur, we often look for God in our thoughts and imaginings, our feelings and our affections, because they seem to have more light. But that is not where he is ultimately to be found. He is found in the depths of our being. So again, in our innermost being. What is with God and this innermost part? Can't he ever just be on the surface? Oh, wouldn't that be good if we didn't actually have to do any digging? He is found in the depths of our being, at the center, at the ground of our being, perceived by the searching light of faith and the knowing embrace of love. All the feelings, thoughts, and images that float around in our prayer do not really put us in touch with him. These are out in the square somewhere in the light, but he is within. And there we are, and and in there we're so one with him, 
that we are communion. We're not just in communion. We are communion. We are union. We are prayer. <clears throat> then there's another story of a rabbi, Rabbi Zushka. Sounds Russian. On his deathbed, he, uh, he was asked what he thought the kingdom of God would be like. And the old rabbi thought for a long time. And then he replied, I don't really know. But one thing I do know, when I get there, I'm not going to be asked, why weren't you Moses? I won't be asked, why weren't you David? I'm going to be asked, why weren't you Zuska? I love that. We are going to get asked, why weren't you you? I made you, I gave the world the gift of you. I gave the cosmos the gift of you. Why weren't you you? I gave you road signs and maps and, and people along the road to kind of steer you and guide you and direct you to help you to see where you are, where you're supposed to be, who you are, figure things out. Why weren't you you? You were so busy trying to be somebody else. You may even tr have been trying to be the person you think you're supposed to be. But that's the question we'll get asked, according to this dude. I don't think we're going to get asked that question, personally. But I'm not a rabbi. This is what Centering Prayer aims at. Being who you really are. Who we really are in virtue of what happened to us at baptism. Again, so that's assuming you were baptized as a child because it's coming from a Catholic. But the whole idea of this immersion, the indwelling presence of the Spirit the Son to the Father and Holy Spirit, which is perfect love, which is perfect prayer, is who you really are. So centering prayer, the whole thing we're doing right now is coming into centeredness, into, into our interior castle. We're going through this journey. We're taking these steps deeper and deeper and deeper, asking ourselves these questions and, and asserting ourselves by illuminating the Scripture, illuminating the Word, letting the sacred Word come to place and recognizing that you are the sacred Word. But we have to get past, so we're constantly digging, dig, digging deeper and deeper and deeper until you recognize, oh, oh, I can breathe again. Because you are that which God has given. You are the gift. So this is the perfect time to just take some questions. Do you have any questions about this journey? Like, what do you think about those five steps I gave you? Five steps in, descending, and then five steps out, mm -hmm. ascending. How does that sit with you? Sorry? Like, liking them? Okay, good. Really, you don't like it? I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's got to be a dissenter so there could be ascending. <laughs> Give it to me. What don't you like? I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. Maybe I haven't, I've never tackled the scripture in that way. But right. like, I understand kind of the breaking down, but I don't, know yeah. if I, would, I don't know if I would approach it that way. Totally, and some people don't have to. Like I generally don't, but as like because people ask you, how do you? I, I get this question. How do you do that? I don't know. I just do it, right? But Mark Verkler isn't. He doesn't allow that to be an answer. So how do I do it? Okay, well I guess I kind of do it like this. I take a step down. Oh yeah, that does make sense. I get rid of all the fluff, and recognize that God is trying to say something in every single step here, but finally He's pointing it back to you, dude. This this is about you. It's about me, and it's about you. Let me make it about you. Yeah, yes. I, I like it because I am very analytical. Perfect.
Perfect. I am a busy mom, so I like steps. Steps are nice. Okay, good. I, I, I think it's helpful. Do I do it? No. Why? Because I'm gifted a different way. I could, I just... Yeah, right? But nine years of trying, this would have been helpful, useful. Exactly, 100% lays foundation. I wish I would have known this stuff when I didn't believe. Like if somebody would have shown me this, like taught me this, this whole, the five steps in and five steps out, when I didn't believe, I think I would have come around a whole lot faster. Do you know what I mean? Like because really, it's just an internal journey. We all agree that there's something deeper within us and, and that God calls us to go deep and look inside because guess what the kingdom of heaven is within you it's within reach it's within grasp right where are you going to see the face of god you're going to see the face of god inside of you why because you're a door you're a way, you're a gateway you're a well you're all these different things and all these things that are ethereal and somewhere out there but man i'm just we're all searching for who we are we're living in a day and age where where there is such a cry to understand who we are <laughs> I mean, come on, of all generations that Earth has ever seen, have you ever seen identity issues like today? Like, good night, Irene. Like, really, think about it. Everything is about identity right now. And you actually have the answer. Be. If I let Josh be, and don't put him in a box or a capsule, is he going to end up having an identity crisis? Of course not. Same here. Same with all of us. But guess what? We have a secret. And we can bottle it up. And we can run outside to the outside world and shake up our bottle. And open it up. And just let them know, hey man, it's totally cool to be you. If you weren't you, I couldn't be me. Well, I, I mean, I'd still be me. But, but I, wouldn't, like, I need the full expression of who you are and who you think you are. And let's journey down this road together and don't be ashamed. And... You know, when you get to that centering spot inside of yourself where you just allow yourself to be who you are and then you allow that to come up with you as you reascend, man, it's a safe place for everybody because you don't put an expectation on somebody else because you recognize that they can go through the same journey and that what they're presenting right now isn't necessarily the seed of who they really are. But you do have some, some keys now that you can help them even if you don't use scripture, you can still take them through five steps in, B. Like as long as we come to this place where we recognize that man, like you are one with God, whether you recognize it or not, you are made in his image. His seed is in you, period. It's in everybody, right? We begin to unwind and unravel any identity crisis, any shame that we're carrying when we just allow ourselves to be oh no pressure and i bring the no pressure i bring the stillness i bring the quiet with me because it is who i am does that make sense so out in a crying world where everybody's wrestling around for the right bathroom like honestly is it that big a deal it really isn't that big a deal do I need to go out with petitions like big stakes and sign yards? No, I'm against this. Oh, go, you're going to hell. No. Oh, man. Do you think that's really going to help with the identity crisis? 
Shame? Shame doesn't help identity crisis, you guys. But being free to be who you really are and to, and to learn and go through this process. And guess what? It's an ugly process because what you bring up to the surface may not be the best thing in the universe, but it's still part of who you are right now. And we get to live in grace with one, one another because we understand that not only am I being transformed into the likeness of Christ in glory, so are you. We're on a journey. Guess what? There's some, every once in a while, we're going to get a bruised knee. It's not going to look very pretty. It's okay. Sometimes I'm going to step into some foul, wet, nasty dog crap and I'm going to bring it with me. Do I like it? No, but it's coming with me and I'm going to hope you're going to accept me anyway in spite of the crap I just walked through. Because the crap isn't me. And it's not you. Right? So even this idea that, oh, i got to make sure that nobody sees me like this. and Practice these steps and it's not going to matter. Because you get centered in who you are in him. Anyway, for what it's worth, I think that that is one of the critical components to ministering to the world outside these walls. Just bring the message, man. Like, God loves them. We love them, but, he, but they don't even know who they are yet. So we've heard that in many different circles before. We want to see the gold in them. Yeah, maybe. I don't care. I'm too busy going down my five steps and coming up my five steps. I go down and go up. I ascend. I descend and I ascend. I descend and I ascend. You will see, like Jacob's ladder, angels ascending and descending because they're ministering angels, man. They're walking with me. I'm descending into the depths and I'm coming up. If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I go to the depths of Sheol where I feel like I'm living consistently, you are there. I can't escape you. Oh, it's beautiful. On that note, <laughs> would you guys like a break right now? Yes? Good. Same here. Let's do that. Let's take a break. We'll just... What time is it? Oh, good. Wow. What time is it, Mr. Wolf? Let's take a 15-minute...